What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch, and you're checking out episode 19 of In My Bag Podcast. So what's going on, everybody? A few days ago was Halloween, and I can tell you one thing for sure. Halloween in Delaware is whack as fuck. Oh, my God. It was like a regular day. I saw about three or four families, like, walking their kids, doing trick-or-treating. And, you know, like, I was really trying to show my son, like, you know, trick-or-treating and, like, what it's about, even though he's only two years old. Maybe it was just me being selfish and wanting him to just have a good Halloween, but he dressed up as Elmo. And if you follow me on Instagram, at Coach Cooch, C-O-A-C-H, C-O-O-C-H, you would have saw my son, as Elmo and you know what I was going to dress him as a fireman but the reality of it is is that that's what I wanted him to be following I wanted to go and pick something that he would be like so fucking excited about and Elmo is his favorite character he loved it he had a real blast even though he was acting a little light-skinned in the beginning but I took him to the pizza shop Everybody that came in was like, oh my God, he's so cute. They gave him candy. My son don't eat candy. He's, you know, two years old. We don't feed him candy. I mean, I don't want my son to have those little silver teeth. So, therefore, he's too young to eat candy. And even when he's old enough to eat candy, I really don't want him to eat too much candy. I'm just not into it. Anyway, so then when I was in the pizza shop, this guy, he was black, and he was like, um, you didn't take him, you know, you didn't take him trick-or-treating. I'm like, yo, I went through blocks and blocks and blocks to try to find houses that was giving out candy just so he could have the experience, and then I couldn't find nothing. He was like, well, go across the street from the Wawa. You know, that down south, that's like everything, the Wawa. He said they'd be having candy. So I went across the street to the Wawa after I took him to get ice cream and pizza, and then it was people out there giving out candy. So it was a good experience. Even though he started crying when his lady had her gazebo outside, he wasn't for the shits. But it ended up being a good time. And let me tell you something. The costumes for Halloween, oh my God. Some of you guys are just so fucking creative. Especially my friends RL and Lena. Oh my God. They dressed their daughter with like so many costumes. But the one that really just stood out to me was when she was dressed as like Ronald McDonald. I thought that was just like so fucking cute i don't know when they plan these costumes i'm starting to think they plan them like three months ahead of time but they were it was just like so cute and one of the ones that had me rolling okay online was the guy dressed as future and he had all the white and black dolls in his hand that had me uh rolling however next year with my child i'd rather just Throw a party, a costume party, because Halloween's going to be on Saturday. Or i just rather go back to Brooklyn on Halloween because it was just too whack and too corny for me. I, I was just not feeling it. Anyway, it is mad fucking cold outside. Girls, it is time to pull out them coats, put them damn jean jackets away, put them damn hoodies away. It is not the time. It is very cold. And my girl had the wanted me to talk about some of the must-haves you must have for this cold weather. One thing you're going to have to bring out eventually. You're going to have to bring them furs out, ladies. I mean, even if you're a little chunky, go get you a little long fur. You know, you got to pull that out. I, You know, I always love my little fur scarves, my fur, you know, shawls and stuff like that. You definitely going to need the fly hats. Yeah, if, if you know anything about Tiana Smalls, you know that I collect hats. 
and I love them. I have hats for like every season, but winter is the time I pull out my fly hats. So I got to get me a little uh, weave or something so I can just pull all my hats on because for some reason, hats look better with a good weave. I don't know, but that's just what it is. So pull out them furs, pull out the weaves, um, well, pull out the weaves too, and then also pull out them hats, ladies, and get you some fur shows and stuff like that. Different colors too. You know I like my colors. I pulled mine out on Friday because I had a blazer on and I left my coat in the car and I had to grab my fur thing because it was so goddamn cold. But anyway, let's get down to the nitty motherfucking gritty. First of all, before we get into anything, I want to give a big rest in peace shout out to my boy John Witherspoon who is Pops. Everybody Pops. He's a legend in this game. Uh, we lost some good people this year. Him, Diane Carroll. These are people that are just legends in the game and um, you know, I always got a story for somebody. So basically, I met John with a spoon before, and everybody on the plane was so excited to meet him. But he was not for the shits, okay? First of all, he he had Louis luggage down to the fucking socks. He was a Louis Vuitton fan, okay? He had Louis uh luggage, carry on luggage. He had the Louis Roly Poly. He was not for the shits that day. Uh, when we saw him on a plane or whatever, we was on a plane for like five hours going from like, I think I'm going to say from Atlanta to L.A. It was like five or six hours on that plane, but he was not really interested in talking to many people. So that's the only thing I really know about John Witherspoon. But my favorite John Witherspoon moment is when he sung that song, Cause my love go bang, bang, bang. I was singing that shit all fucking like days since he died and Funny thing is, you never think about, like, what people have contributed to this, like, business until they die. So, you know, rest in peace to John Witherspoon. He's a legend. You know, even though he was a little moody that day, I can't talk shit about him. That is a legend. Anyway, let's get down to the juice, the tea, the nasty, bloody stuff, okay? Let's talk about rapper Nicki Minaj getting married to Homeboy. You guys know that me seeing that... Nicki Minaj really married this guy. I was just so disappointed. And thank God I'm not her friend. Because I would have to tell the truth when nobody else would tell her. I'm so disappointed. But I'm also realizing that you can't tell grown people what to do. Like, they just have to, like, kind of, like, figure out the shit on their own. And I know that Nicki still thinks about Safari. Because she got married to her man, like, a week or two after Safari got married and I just think that is like so weird and you know what I'm not against Nikki marrying a regular guy I'm not against that part of the story I'm just against her marrying I don't know I don't want to say but I just say I'm not against her marrying a regular guy I don't want you guys to feel that way because I do believe that celebrity girls should marry regular guys because i don't think that the kind of attention they want they're going to get from celebrity men that's why celebrity couples barely work out i just don't appreciate the lying that's going on so Nicki minaj is on instagram and she's trying to act like she didn't pay for her own ring and you know word on the street is the ring costed about one million dollars and she's trying to like convince the public that he really could pay for that ring now here's the thing I understand when you got you a little bit of thug loving and loving the thugging. 
I understand. I know he probably putting it down too, cause them thugs, they you know they they put their Tims on and go to work. So I get it. I know you like them. You you want somebody that can protect you. You on your Wendy Williams flow. That's why Wendy had a lot to say about your situation because it reminded her of her situation. But the reality of it is, is that. You're not going to convince anyone that this man, who is not a rich man, can afford a million dollar ring. I don't give a fuck how much credit he got. He can't even put it on credit, a million dollars. That's a lot of money. So I just want her to either just, you don't got to explain nothing to us. We, You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, we're not your friends. The regular people, you you talking to fans who's broke, who don't really matter. Like, you don't have to say that he paid for the ring. I mean, you'd be better off saying you got the ring for free because you're Nicki Minaj and you shouted out the jeweler. But to say that this man paid for the ring... It's just not honest to me. And I just don't like when people are, you know, not being honest. So, you know, I don't speak bad about people marriages. But, you know, if this doesn't last, it just doesn't last. Maybe she just want a baby. You know, when you get to that age, some people just want a child. And they don't understand, like, the realism that comes with a child and dealing with these men and getting them emotionally involved. Because one thing I know about Nicki Minaj from really analyzing her and her behavior is like she liked to play a lot of games. And the games that she liked to play, this nigga ain't having it. So she better just be very careful. Watch her mouth. Because this guy, I don't know. He just got that look like he from the real smack a whole tribe. And before we get to all these marriages, that's just like... Gone, gone with the wind and all those type of things. I want to get into talking about the Smackahoe tribe. I want to get into an article I just read from Pix11.com. And it was a story of domestic violence. I don't know what making me read this, but I want to read this to you guys. Because when I read this, I was like, damn, my listeners need to hear this. This is why when you get signs of certain things and certain characteristics... You got to leave these over-aggressive men alone. You got to leave men alone that may be jealous of you. You got to leave men alone that may not have uh, friends. You got to leave men alone that's just too um, fucking emotional, too involved. So listen to this story. Diamond Dunn was a teen mom stuck in an abusive relationship with the father of her child. I can remember her. Oh, she said, I can remember being strangled once. Dunn told Pix11, I remember being dragged out of my bed by my feet and he dragged me in the bathroom and choked the life out of me. I remember hitting my head on the tub. Dunn survived that ordeal in Virginia when she was 19 and eventually moved home to the Bronx, but her abuser wasn't done with her. During the holidays in late 2012, Raymond Mayrant, Visited Dunn's Bronx apartment to see his daughter. Mm, it's always that. Oh, let me see my daughter. Dunn was living in the Monroe houses with her little girl, then four, and her mother. She told Pix11 that just after New Year's Day 2013, she resumed a physical relationship with Mayrant. Okay, so she started back fucking him, right? So her mother, a beloved school crossing guard, was taking a nap in another room. Shortly after, Dunn recalled, I see him standing over me with the gun. She remembered Mayrant saying, why are you always playing with me? See, that's that fucking abusive line right there. Why are you always playing with me? Now, when you hear that line, you got to fucking run for the fucking border. And then, gunfire. 
There were three shots to me, Dunn told Pix11. In my head, in my face, and he had already grazed my thumb. Mayrant had shot off a piece of Dunn's nose. He left the room, and Dunn's mother woke up in the other room, startled. He shot my mom, Dunn said. Listening. You listen to this? He shot my mom. She was kind of laying between the bed and the closet. Dunn grew emotional as she remembered seeing her mother. She had like this peaceful look on her face, and I said to her, Ma, get up. We got to get out of here. Get up, get up, get up. There was blood literally coming from my face. I'm still trying to hold this piece of nose that I have left together. Dunn's nose would be reconstructed at the hospital, but her mother, Elzina Dunn Brown, was gone for good. Dunn later testified against Mayrant, and he was sentenced to prison 50 years to life. But she was still severely traumatized, something that Bronx District Attorney Darcel Clark noticed when they met at an event several years later. Skip, 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 skip. Basically, they reached out to her to start a program called the Strangulation Initiative. The program reaches out to victims, mostly women, as soon as police tell the DA's office a person has survived a strangulation attempt. Because basically they were saying that they saw that she was living in fear still, even though this man was in in jail but basically what Dunn has said is that I pay attention to the little things with people Dunn said it made me very very alert now that she went through this problems oh I don't know I read that story and I was like you know what I am going to share it you know oh god it's some real shit out here it'd be some real shit going on especially with these niggas especially with these broke niggas they always got problems they got a problem for every solution i mean just be safe out here y'all and you know what if the relationship is not working out just leave people like don't even try to work it out with these crazy motherfuckers because it's just too ugh, too much work and too upsetting anyway let's get to these breakups that's going on marriages gone with the wind fab is down the motherfucking drain okay marriage let me just tell y'all this before we get to marriage and these marriages that did not work out marriage is very rough okay I don't want nobody to lie to y'all about marriage. Like, you gotta have a different fucking brain space to make a marriage work. You gotta remember, it's two grown people choosing to be with each other, faithfully moving together. Uh, not, and I don't mean move in, but just moving as one and spending money as one and doing what's best for the family. That's a lot of mental capacity that you got to have in order to make that work. So I'm not shocked to hear that these couples are breaking up. One couple for sure I'm not shocked that broke up was Solange and her husband, Alan Ferguson. First of all, he is a older man, okay? And, I mean, old men are for fun, but I don't think they're for marriage. I think that old men are very stuck in their ways. So if you're fucking an old man and you think you're going to change him or you think you're going to show him something new, it's kind of impossible to show him something new. only thing you can show him is how you are a magician. Just disappear from their fucking uh, stubborn asses. That's the only thing that you could uh, do for an old man. They're very stuck in their ways. And then Solange's husband wasn't even a sexy old man. He just looked like she just went through a non-father stage and she just needed a new father and she went and married this nigga i like that she say he taught her a lot because that's the one thing about older men older men will teach you a lot but at the same time it's like older men are very sneaky too so you gotta just really be careful with them so i'm not really mad i don't want 
you know, a young girl like Solange to be stuck with some old nigga the rest of her life. Like, he's going to be probably like 70 in like 10 years. And she's going to be a young 36-year-old, whatever, or 40-year-old and got to deal with this old nigga. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, that marriage just didn't work. But the one marriage we are going to talk about is Niecy Nash. Actress Niecy Nash, a.k.a. Miss Suck Your Husband's Dick Every Night and Day, is getting a divorce. Now, I don't ever, like, wish nothing bad on anybody, but a lot of people are laughing at her right now because she did write a book about uh, how to keep your husband and how to keep the love going, and she really said that, you know, she keep her love going by sucking dick every day, for her husband's dick every day. Now, <sighs> mm. I don't know what kind of dreams y'all got out here in these streets. I don't know. I know everybody saying, when I'm a wife, I'm going to do this. And when I'm a wife, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. Listen, Niecy Nash is a busy woman. Ain't no way anybody's sucking dick every night. Like, come on. Maybe Christmas. Maybe holidays. Maybe freaky days. Maybe some days during the week. But you're not doing it every fucking day of the week. Like, nobody's worth fucking sucking dick every day for. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it like the next person, okay? So don't don't think I'm one of those people like, no, get your dick out of my face. But I'm not going to sit there and suck nobody's dick every day. So for her to say that, oh, she keeps her marriage good and keep her husband because she sucks dick every day, I know she feel like a real fool. And that mouth got a lot of work and a lot of mouths, and that shit still didn't work. She didn't get into details to why it may have not worked. But the reality of it is, is that I look at life like this. You know, if it works, it works. And if it don't, it doesn't. And it's nothing wrong with breaking up. Like, I'd rather a couple break up than be stuck the fuck together because they just been together so long. Everybody knows those married people that just stay together just to say they together and they so fucking miserable together. Like, they don't kiss, they don't hug, they don't they don't show each other affection, they sleep in different beds, they didn't fuck each other in years, they just want to stay together just to keep people out their business. I can't live like that. When I'm unhappy, I gotta go. I'm sorry, I'll work it out for a little while being unhappy, but I'm a Virgo. My mind frame, I can't fucking think after a while. And it's like, I can't think if I'm unhappy. So, I'm not mad at Solange or Niecy Nash for leaving or getting left. I don't really matter. Even like, I remember when I first got married, I used to tell my husband this. I say, if I'm not the woman for you or I don't make you happy no more, leave me. You got to leave me alone then. And that's for anybody. If you're not happy with that person, leave, leave, leave. You see, that's how all that violence start happening in relationships too because nobody want to leave each other alone, but you're miserable. Next thing you know, you start getting physical and it starts verbally, then it goes into physical. Like, no, this is a big world out here and i i'm sorry i'm very liberal when it comes down to relationships and marriage i i do i don't agree that you have to just stay together because you're married or you have kids i hate those type of relationships and me i'm a free person in my mind i'm a liberal type of bitch and i just feel like just stop holding on if you don't have to hold on it's like it's really ridiculous like these couples out here it's just so much drama even like with instagram entrepreneur super sent her man 
uh, everybody's happy they broke up. I mean, that's a joke. Like, yeah, break up. It's nothing wrong with breaking up. It's time to grow. It's time to soar. So if he cheated on you or did whatever to you, thank, thank your skies. You know, thank the Lord. Just go to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, because I've been wanting to get rid of this nigga anyway. So now you want to cheat on top of being nobody? Oh, Lord, if you want to get cheated on, you might as well be with a nigga that's somebody. Not be with a nobody nigga he's cheating. Whatever the case may be, because I don't really keep up with them at all because they got their little Instagram stuff going on. I'm not into couples that like talk about their business on Instagram and shit like that. But in the end of the day, like if it doesn't work out, sometimes when relationships don't work out, you just have to thank God it just didn't work out. And you have to like live life. But this is why you have to love yourself and not be afraid to be by yourself. Everything is not going to work out. No matter how much dick you suck, no matter how much plans you got with this person. I'm sure Solange planned on being with that old nigga the rest of her life until his fucking hair on his penis turned gray but the reality of it is is that sometimes shit just does not work out so if it does not work out thank god move on the end another thing that you guys wanted me to talk about was omarion and this fizz and april situation and you guys want to see what coach cooch thought about it but let me tell you something when a nigga just don't give a fuck about you, he doesn't care who you fuck after that. You know, I know for sure that Omarion just doesn't give a fuck. And the reality of it is, is that I think a man knows when he's dealing with the type of woman that April is a desperate woman. I mean, how do you go from the main singer to the nigga that just rapped on a few songs? I mean, and she claims that it is the best dick she ever had in her life. She might have been one of those B2K fans that just wanted to just fuck with anybody like... April, you fucked the homie. Like, I'm not mad at her for fucking the homie. I just feel like, I always tell you guys, the rules of fucking the homies is you got to have one wife you up. So if they get married, then all bets are off. Who gives a fuck? But right now, she just look a little hoish. But I really truly believe that Omarion not saying nothing for a lot of reason. He may have some, like, secrets in his closet that he don't want to come out. So it's just best to keep the peace. And if she is doing this to fuck with um, Omarion, I think she need to think again. But you know what really resonates to me about this Omarion situation is that his mama ain't never like that bitch. And we used to be like, oh, his mother's so bitter. Why she don't like April? Because, you know, that first season she was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, she was acting like a real angel. But us mamas, we can see the hoe in you. And she must have just saw that, you know, maybe back then the mother saw that she was getting a little too familiar with Omarion you know, band members or something like that. Like, we don't know exactly what she saw, but I truly don't think that Omarion cared because, you know what, if he really did care, all he had to do was just stop, um, you know, Little Fizz's bag. First of all, you're not in B2K no more, nigga. That's it. You, anybody, you got to remember, B2K is all about Omarion. Everybody else could be replaced. I don't give a fuck. Even if um, Little Fizz did some of the rap parts, we'll find another rap nigga. If he didn't stop his bag, that mean that he really don't care. But let's just say this doesn't work out because, April, you know that Little Fizz is just so sometimey. If this does not work out for you, you're going to be a fucking super hoe and nobody gonna wipe you up you're gonna have to go straight lesbian after this so let's just see what happened but if omarion is mad he got a really hell of a way of showing it i want to be as unbothered as he is and i think how you stay 
unbothered like Omarion? Is that you just, you know, as my girl Cassandra say, you just drink your water and mind your business. And I think he already know that April's going to be played like a hoe. And next thing you know, they're going to try to take the kids. It's going to be a lot of little shit going on. This story is not over. And he's not going to even say a word. He's just going to make action happen. Because she's like falling down a slippery slope. I just hope this all work out for her. But we shall see. Mm. Okay, let's get to Kanye motherfucking West. Okay, so Kanye West made a gospel album. No, I did not listen to it because no, I am not interested in a Kanye West gospel album. But I do respect how he's moving. I feel like as an artist, you have to go to the direction that you want to go in. Fuck what people don't want to hear. Fuck what people feel like you're supposed to be doing. If you feel like... You know, you want to make a gospel um, album. He claims he's a Christian now. Whatever he claims, I say, hey, go with it. I was watching some interviews with my husband um, for Kanye West. And I just think Kanye West is playing a lot of mind games on the public. I don't think he's crazy at all. I think, yes, he had an emotional... Uh, I think he had like an emotional breakdown at one point. But I don't think nothing mentally is wrong with Kanye West. I just think that he learned enough from the Kardashians to know how to play the public. Know how to play the press. And he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Don't be surprised when he starts a church. And don't be surprised when his wife wins the presidency. I see exactly how they're setting the Kim Kardashian West clan up to be this group. I've been telling y'all this since the beginning of this show. That beginning of this show period. The In My Bag podcast started. I told you that they're building this woman up to take over the world. And it's really like uh, no joke. And like I said, he's an artist. And he's sensitive about shit. One, probably by the next episode of the show, I'll make sure that I listen to it. So I can give you a real review. But, like, let me ask you guys something. Are you guys interested in a Kanye West album? Like, is it really something you would like to hear? A Kanye West gospel album? Or are you taking that like a joke? Like, a part of me is saying, okay, I can't knock the brother if he wants to make gospel music for his people. Great, I can't knock him. Then another part of me is saying, boy... You don't sit your ass down. You playing with the Lord. Like, you know, like how when me and my sisters get together, we want to play church or how Tamar and them want to play church. I feel like that's what Kanye's doing. And I feel like that right there is very scary. And then I don't want him to start a cult, kind of like a cult following for this fake gospel stuff. I don't know. It's a lot. I'm going to listen to it first, see how I feel. Do I feel godly when I listen to it or do I feel like laughing? I'm going to let you guys know about the next show. All right, and talking about art, I don't know if I've mentioned this, okay, but did you guys watch the Rhythm and Flow show with T.I., Cardi, and Chance the Rapper? First of all, let me tell you, that was a very fucking good show, and what I did like about it is that, yo, Cardi was changing up them wigs and them outfits up a lot. She got, she got like, real stylists that really fuck with her, but I'm not talking about that show because of Cardi. I'm talking about that show because... There was a guy on Rhythm and Flow named D Smoke, okay? D as in David Smoke, that I am a big fan of, okay? Not only does he play the guitar, he plays the piano, and he's black, and he speaks Spanish. And his mom used to sing for Michael Jackson, and also she had opportunity to go on tour with uh, Stevie Wonder. So the whole story is just magical. Like, and I don't care what nobody say. I'm starting to think him and Miguel knew each other beforehand because they made him and Miguel do like a um, remix together, and they just had such good chemistry, and they both had the dreads. It's a really good show. If you guys got Netflix, go ahead and check it out. Rhythm and Flow. I mean, D Smoke 
took the whole thing. He won the whole thing. But you should watch it for all those artists that was on that show. They were all had a great personality. Whoever did the casting for that show really knows how to cast. And I was really impressed. And I really liked the show. And I don't want to tell you too much because then you're not going to want to listen or watch it. But the reality of it is, is that it's some real talented people out here. So when it comes down to people... And their shit and their art, I just shut the hell up. But I'm still going to listen to that Kanye West um, album. Now, let's get into this nasty tea. Did you guys see Lamar Odom on Uncensored on TV One? Okay, now, first of all, basically Uncensored is a show where you find out, you know, more things about them. They, they speak more in depth about their life, the artist. I mean, I watched the episode with Nia Long on there. It. it was really good. I didn't know that Nia Long was just so deep, you know, like she started acting to help her mom out because, you know, that she's the only child, but based on how she was saying it, it was like she was the only child and her mother was working all these hours. She had a master's degree, but they made her drive a bus, you know, like when you go for welfare and you got too much qualification, they make you work for your check or whatever. So they made or work. They made her go to work and be like a bus driver. So Nia Long started acting, um, you know, to basically help her mother pay the bills. But that's not what I'm talking about. Lamar Odom, you know, ex-NBA player, Lamar Odom, he explained something on that show that I just thought was just so fucking weird. Basically, he described what it felt like to take cocaine for the first time. His description was fucking bananas. Make sure y'all go ahead and listen to it. But I'm going to break it down a little bit. But what he was trying to say is that the reason why people get hooked on coke is because they trying to find that same feeling as when they first got high. And he's comparing getting high off of cocaine to like when you first jerk off or you first masturbate. And how that first nut feels is how you're always trying to chase that high. I said, oh my God. Like The way he described it was so um, in-depth that... I would never want to try drugs. Like, oh my God. Like, if that's how I make you feel, bro, I'm, thank you. This was a, this was a drug-free commercial for me. Because that's just too fucking crazy. And for some reason, I think him and Chloe is going to get back together. I don't know why I feel that way. But he was describing, like, all of the shit she did for him when he, um, had the overdose. And they also had his aunt talking. It was, like, really in-depth. Make sure y'all go ahead and watch that on TV One. There's a lot of good shit going on on TV. I mean, you know, Housewives came back last night. I did not watch it. I'm just very busy. I haven't been able to be on my TV. But by next episode, I'll get into Housewives and what the fuck is going on and things of that nature. But don't be shocked, though, if Chloe and, um, Lamar get back together. I really think they got something going on there. I don't know. I just feel like, um, they're gonna get back together. Now, as promised, as promised, y'all wanted me to talk about, it was a quote I made up, that I feel like if a man wants you, he'll always find you and get you. He'll try to get you. Meaning, like, if he wanna be with you, and y'all break up, and he really wants to be with you, he's gonna always try to get back into your life. I don't care if you move away. I don't care if y'all was 15 years old and you moved away and now y'all 30 years old. If that man can't get his mind off of you, he is going to find a way to find you. Now, that is why I always used to hate when Chili used to be like so open up for Usher because I feel like this nigga went through two divorces and did not come back for you. So that is a sign right there that that man just don't want you. I'm just saying. No shade. I'm just saying. So basically, how I feel is this. I think a lot of women go hard over niggas that just don't want them. I feel like when a man wants you, 
there is nothing that's going to have you in question if he wants you or not. Like all of my friends and my family who got men who really, really want them, you can see it from a mile away. You can see it from a mile away. I mean, fuck. My mother and father have been married 35 years. And I can tell my father still wants my mother. He still lusts off of my mother. He still wants her attention. He still, you know, get jealous of she on the phone with us. Like, that right there is, like, um, you know, magical. When you could be married all those years and then your man still look at you and be like, I want you to get off the phone with these bitches and come be with me. You know, like, though, that is the way it is. So, you know... I think women, we got to stop going hard for men because in the end of the day, the one that wants you is going to be the one that never gets away. You know, it's people out here that stay in touch with people 15 years later after breaking up with them. It's because this person always find, tried to find them. And then we're also living in the time of Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. If you ain't on there, your mother's on there. If this man wants you, don't ever think. That he can't find you. Unless his ass is in Attica somewhere. And he can't. He ain't got no internet in the jail. Then okay. He may can't find you. But even then I believe. They will make a family member find you. Like I don't think you should ever question. Do one of your exes want you. Or like you. Or miss you. Like I said. We're living in a time where everybody can find everybody. So if that person has not found you yet. Doesn't mean that they're never going to go and find you. But it just means like. Don't go hard. Don't go wondering. And asking yourself. Was I wrong? Because no matter. No matter what happens, what I truly believe this because this happened to me. I truly believe that no matter what in life, whatever that's meant to be is going to happen. Period. Um, I can use my own life for an example. You know, like when me, me and Gaspar, my husband, before we were married, we broke up for two years. Okay, we broke up from 2012 to 2014. Two years. In those two years. We kept in touch a little bit, but we did not have sex at all, okay? We kept in touch little by little. It wasn't a lot, and then it was like sometimes it was a lot, then it wasn't a lot, and whatever the case may be. But we never had sex while we was broken up or anything like that. And honestly, I never thought that we would even get back together. Be honest, I never even had that in my mind. But then all of a sudden, it was like we got back together, like, and it was like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like, he knew I had other dudes. She, I knew he had other girls, but it just... Came back together and it worked. We got back together in September. We got married December. Period. That was it. That's somebody who love you. He's going to come back and it's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying go out there and marry your exes and get back with them and definitely marrying them the same, you know, month and a half, two months after you got back together. Because sometimes you got to relearn each other. But my mother, my father and his grandmother was not hearing about us re-getting to know each other. They felt like... We already been dealing with each other for a long time before we broke up because me and him met each other in 2008. We broke up in 2012. We got married 2014. Dad, we had a baby 2017. You know, so, you know, whatever. That was just the timeline of our lives. But I just don't think nothing stopped true love. And I really, truly believe that. Like, I don't think nothing stops true love. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care how long you've been broken up. I feel like if that person is still in your life some type of way, it's because they cannot let you go. Just like if you meet a guy, right, and you know he's still in love with his ex or his baby mother. This is why I told you I can't fuck with no guys with kids. Oh, my God. If they're still in love with that person, I don't care how long you've been with them. They will find a way to get back together if they're still in love with that person. That's why I'd be worried about um, Emily's little daughter with that guy because you just never know what could, what could happen. He could snap back and be right back with his baby mother if, in fact, he's in love with her. 
So you've got to be a man that's in love with you. In love. Not love you. Because anybody can love you in this world. But in order to get him back and get him the way that you want to get him... You have to make sure that he's in love with you. That means that he is in love with you. He's into you. He worships the ground that you walk on. He got that look that he just want to be with you. This does not work. A man is not going to come back to you if he doesn't see anything special in you. And that's another thing too. But don't go out there looking for a man to come back to you. Like, oh, we didn't work out. But if it's meant to be, he's going to come back. Don't think like that either. I think that when you're not thinking like that in general... Then your man comes back to you. You understand what I'm saying? But, you know, women, this is it. This is how I feel. Women make the rules in a relationship. Women set the tone. A man is going to treat you the way you treat yourself. A man is going to teach you the way you teach him. He, Sorry, a man is going to treat you the way you teach him. Because if he see that he can get away with shit, or he see that he can always pick you up and drop you off, and then it'd be like nothing, then he's not going to go ahead and go searching for you and trying to be back with you. But when a man know that you will go on about your life and move the fuck on with yourself, they gotta get you back. That's just the way it gotta be. Now, I'm not saying... You got to watch these crazy niggas too. Because some niggas will try to get you back because they just crazy and they don't want you to move on. And it's very hard being one of those women that will move on with your life. Because that really puts, you, that really puts your life in danger sometimes. When you are the type of chick that be like, yo, fuck that. I'm moving on. I don't got to, uh, you know, like deal with this or anything like that. Like, make, it just got to be right. And you know what? Before you know if it's right, you just got to pray a lot. Just pray a lot and ask for signs and things of that nature. Like, like I said... I never expected to get back with my husband at the time when we was broken up. But it was just one day. Let me tell you what happened. What made us get back together in my mind. All right. So me and Roy was sit me and Roy was on the phone or something. No, Roy wasn't at my mother's house that day. I was at my mother's house, right? Me and my mother was actually talking. And a song came on on the radio, right? Because I was dating these guys. And then finally I was like, I'm not dating these guys no more. These guys are so fucking whack. So then I was just like sitting here wondering about life. And then I'm like, damn, like, I wish I had a baby already. Because then, you know, I could be single and just do what the fuck I want to do. But I said, you know, I want a family eventually. And I can't, I'm thinking about all the men I know. I'm like, who the hell would I have a family with? Like a real family. Like who is worth Tiana Smalls' like egg? Like none of these niggas or whatever. So then I was like... Dag, I really wish it would have worked out with me and Gaspar. Then I just stopped thinking about it. Then me and my mother was talking. I'm like, I stopped thinking about it. Next thing you know, a song came on the radio. This song is called Love Will Find A Way by Brad Marquise. I don't know if you ever heard of that song, but look it up on Apple to iTunes or uh, any of those networks. Go ahead and look it up. It's called Love Will Find A Way. So he basically was like... Um, I'll never let you walk away, baby. Hold my hand. When basically he was like, baby, let's try, let's tr let's talk like we're friends. Whenever we find love, forgive and forget. When I tell you, it was like a fucking sign. Like everything Brad Marquis was saying in that song, he was like, forgive and forget. Um, um, no matter what happens, love will find a way. And I was like, oh, that's the sign. And once I figured out that was a sign. I was like, I know me and Gaspar are going to get back together. And then once Gaspar called me one day, I was like, oh, what you doing? And I'm like, I ain't doing that. And he like, oh, um, I got you tickets to see Rocky. I was like, what? Like, mind you, 
I was so upset with myself because I didn't get tickets to go see Rocky. And I had the money. I don't know why I didn't go see Rocky on Broadway. I was, like, very disgusted by that. But I was working on my movie at the time, so I didn't care. And I was just like, that same night the, before that, I was like, damn, I played myself. I didn't even get no tickets to go see Rocky. I'm falling off. Like, I'm bugging out. And the next day, he called me. It was the last day of Rocky. And he was like, oh, what you doing? I was like, I ain't doing that. He was like, yo, come with me. You know, I'm, I got you tickets to see Rocky. That's when I was like, fuck these other guys. I'm never fucking with these motherfuckers again. <laughs> so, therefore, God will show you a sign. And when sometimes it's your season. Sometimes you got with the right person and it just wasn't. It wasn't the season. It may be something in the future for you. It may not work out now, but it might work out 10 years from now. It might be you at a grocery store. You run into this nigga. Y'all together forever. Like, I truly believe in that. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in destiny? Because I truly believe in destiny. And I believe that whatever is meant to be is going to happen. And I believe that when that nigga love you and find you, he don't give a fuck who you fuck with. He don't give a fuck who you dealt with, what you did, who you been messing with. They're going to get you back and they're not going to give a fuck about any of those things so that was my uh spiel about love will find you if it's meant to be and this guy will be there if it's meant to be and let me tell you guys something i really missed you guys a lot i have a lot going on i have finally finally opened well it's not open to the public yet but it's about to be open i wanted to make sure i talked about it once everything went through but um i'm opening up my own office, you know, you know, the desk of Tiana Smalls, my own business office, um, especially for my business biz hustle because, excuse me, we help people with their businesses. We hustle your business and your business is our hustle. Um, and basically, you know, what I do, like I told you guys, is that I help people with businesses and whether it's corporate concierge or whether it's different things. And now I'm going to have like workers and interns. So if you're very creative, I don't care if you draw, I don't care if you think of campaigns, slogans. I want to work with everybody creative, okay? So make sure that you email me, T-I- F-R-A-N-C-I-S-P-R at gmail.com um, or info at bizhustle.com. I want to work with people in different campaigns. And also, I'm working on a couple of campaigns of my own. As you guys know, um, I do have a season line coming out. More lifestyle stuff is coming your way. I have to I had to delay a few things, but we're about to do like a lot of promotion for this show. So we just needed an office. It was like it was getting to the point where we couldn't just put stuff up. I need help now. So I'm just so fucking excited about the future and like watching my own glow up. You know what's so funny about life? People be thinking you're like finished. And then I feel like sometimes like I ain't even begin yet. I just feel like I'm just getting started. Like I got goals of getting like bread and breakfasts and opening up the new tea room in two years. Like I got a lot of shit that I'm working on. So honestly, I'm um, just getting started. Anyway, so I'm just happy that you guys uh, waited for me to make this episode, episode 19 of In My Bad Podcast. And don't worry, don't worry. We'll be back with episode 20, which is going to be like the best because it's going to be 20 episodes of In My Bad. And you guys know, like I tell you guys every week, I need for you to tell three motherfucking people about the show. Just three. One, two, three. Uno, dos, tres. I need y'all to tell. Three people about the show. Can y'all do that for me? Three people about the show in my bag podcast. And I know a lot of you guys are like, bitch, 
I'll be telling people, but you be taking too long to do an episode, but don't worry. I'm going to try hard, and now that we're building the office, I probably could get a lot more done because I won't be home. When I'm home, it's a little hard. But anyway, so like I said, tell three people about the show. We're also going to start promoting the show in other ways and things of that nature. And we're just going to like work hard on all the shit that I got going on. All of, I'm just taking my time so everything could be done right. And then also I'm working on some exciting um, projects with, you know, with the celebrity. I'm going to tell you guys about that at another time. But anyway, it's your girl, Tiana Smalls, a.k.a. Coach Cooch. This was episode 19. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.